Hello, hello, hello. What's up, fam? What's up? What's up? Welcome to Live Free Podcast, where we talk about on here living a life of freedom and victory, where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty, there is expansion, and there is freedom. And most importantly, there's peace. So we're talking today. The topic of today is, can evil people give good gifts? Hmm. Let's see what the Bible has to say about it, and let's see how it goes in everyday life. If this, you want to hear more episodes like this, go ahead and download, subscribe, tune in. You're going to get a lot of episodes about living a life of freedom, victory, and walking in peace, and walking in abundance in every area of your life. So let's talk about can evil people give good gifts? Well, let's start with what the the Bible says, Matthew 7, 11 says, if you've been being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Now, the operative word here in this scripture is, if you've been being evil, who is God talking about? Well, the Bible talks about the sons of Satan, you're the sons of the God of, of this world or the sons of, and daughters of God who's in heaven. So we know then that evil people or evil can evil motives, I should say, and people with evil motives can do good things. And a lot of us don't perceive having good things or being showered with gifts as something that's evil, okay? So let's talk about this because this is vitally, vitally important because we live in an hour, a day and time where a lot of, lot of the, this world associate materialistic things, gifts, presents as quote unquote blessings. Oh, God was so good. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. So let's talk about this. Is it God or is evil? Subtly pulling you in. So the scripture says, if you then be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. In other words, if, if an evil person can give you something good, how much more will the Father in heaven give you to those who ask him? So you can have the right Say the right things or do the right things, but it's all about motive, motive and intent. Take for an example, just say a crime, crime scene. You can have a crime scene, but that doesn't necessarily mean a crime was committed. Because if they can prove that the motive or intent wasn't what it's supposed to be, even though it played out as a crime, then they can probably get you off or you serve no jail time. Good example, you shooting someone in self-defense. If they can prove it was self-defense and that you didn't have no premeditated intentions, it's all about the intent and motive. So you can do and say the right things and be around people and they can do and say the right things or shower you with gifts, but the motive. I remember one time I remember my sister telling me, she said that 
she was asking about a particular pastor and she was asking about his something that he did or said and she asked uh, one of her church members you know one of her friends and her friend said the Holy Spirit said don't listen to what he's saying look at the spirit behind what he's saying because just because somebody's standing in front of you saying and doing all the right things does not mean that the motive is pure. And I think a lot of us get entangled. <laughs> that's, a, that's a popular word. We get, we get entangled with different things because we perceive it as being, oh, they're just being nice. Oh, they're just being good. Or they're just being helpful. But sometimes... In situations, people can seem to be helpful, but at the same time, they have an ulterior motive behind what they're, why they're doing what they're doing. I'll give you a good example. So you can be saying all the right things, but have the wrong motivation behind them. Because the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. That means... If it's rushed, if there's no peace in it, you've seen it. You've gone into the dealership or you've gone into a store where somebody's trying to hurry up and get you to buy, impulsive buy something. And you just buy it because you felt pressure to do it. But their motive behind why they're doing it is to make a sale or to make some money and go on to the next person. So the Bible says in Philippians 4 and 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, there's the peace again, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm real, God, to me, God simplifies everything. Sometimes we can read too much into scriptures and we can read too much into a relationship with him. And it, and it makes us feel burdened or it makes us feel, but that's not him. If it has no peace associated with it, then it's not God. You will see time and time again where P, the word peace is always associated with a scripture because that's where you're going to get your confirmation if it's God or if it isn't. And the rule of thumb for me is, if I can't get no green light on it, if it's uh, if I don't know if the piece is there but I'm still unsure, then I do nothing until I get my confirmation. You stand still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Rest in him. Because God is going to establish his word amongst two or three witnesses. He's going to speak to you in different ways, signs, wonders, through dreams, visions, through his word, through other people. Um, but that peace, that peace. Um, so be anxious for nothing. Nothing. That means nothing. Not, that means exactly what it says. Don't even read too far into it. So you can be saying all the right things, and people can look like they're presenting you with the right things, but the motives are impure. And my question is, is free really free? You know, it's rare that you have, it happens, but it's rare that you have people that give you things out of the, just the kindness of their heart. Um, people always have an interior motive, whether it's to keep you in the back pocket to ask for something in return later, 
um, whether it's out of the goodness of their heart and they just want to do it because they're being kind. I'm not saying people don't can't be kind, but today we're talking about evil people giving good gifts. We're not talking about a nice person giving good gifts. So we're going to focus on the evil that gives good gifts because this is where a lot of people get tripped up at. They get brainwashed and they get sucked in because of materialistic things or either a status or popularity or some kind of, um, uh, you know, thing or, or, or something that somebody can give you every, every place of you giving whatever they're asking for. So be anxious for nothing. Be patient. Pray about it. Seek God about it before you move on it. You don't get anything, don't do anything. And if you just need an answer, go to somebody who you know have your best interests at heart and somebody who you know have the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom of the world, because there's two different wisdoms. There's the wisdom from up above, and there's the wisdom of the world. And trust me, there is a difference. Because the wisdom from up above is usually going to do or give you what you need, and it's going to bring you peace. It's going to bring you peace. So let's see another example of how you can be saying all the right things, right? And what proceeds to be the right thing isn't always the right thing, right? So in the book of Acts, Paul and Silas was going about their day right? They were going about their day, and this girl shows up. She's standing on the street corner. We've seen a lot of them, right? People standing on the street corner seeing doom, hollering about doomsday and <laughs> the end of the world. And then some some may be just, you're entertaining angels and don't know them. We'll talk about that another day. But you see people in the pulpit, you'll see people uh, in leadership positions and you'll see people at jobs and you'll see people all in different places in positions of authority and influence. They're saying all the right things. But what is the motive and intent behind what they're doing? Well, this girl stands on the corner in the book of Acts. And as they were going to the place of prayer, Paul and Silas, they were met by a slave girl, right? Who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and she was crying out continuously, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, not to the girl, to the spirit in her, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And it came out that very hour. Now, listen to this. There's so many nuggets in this scripture, right? Because we got the girl standing on the corner. You would think most people, right? Oh, they put me on. They giving me a shout out on social media. Oh, they told so-and-so about me. They want me to, they want me to prosper. They want me to get the bag, you know. <laughs> They want me to do this and they want me to do that. You have people that you think are cheering for you on the side, but really planning your downfall, you know, when you're not around. 
So let's look at this scripture. So many things I've seen in the scripture, right? It says, they were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination, which is witchcraft. And she bought her owners much gain by fortune telling. We know that's the part of witchcraft. Okay. She followed Paul and crying out, these men are the servants of the Most High God. Oh, but that was the truth. They are the servants of the Most High God. So she wasn't saying anything wrong, right? And that's a lot of times, that's how you get tripped up. Because people, even when you're dating and in relationships, they're saying all the right things, but the actions and the fruit of these people does not add up. It's like they're saying one thing. How many times have you been in a relationship with somebody? They're saying one thing, but their actions doesn't dictate nothing about what they're saying. But they so the so so charming and so you know persuasive that they can talk to you in a way that you really believe in. You have to second guess yourself, even though you know they not following through on nothing that they said. But the conversation is so slick. It's so slick. But here, here she's crying. These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim the way of salvation. And she kept doing this for many days until finally Paul turned around and cast the devil out of her. Now, why wouldn't he say, well, stop hollering or why do you keep saying that? Well, what? No, he got a direct word from the Holy Spirit. He didn't even ask her no question because he knew he had the discerning of spirits, which is a gift from God, which lets you know what spirit is in operation at that particular moment, right? So how many times have you had that happen where people seem like they want the best for you or they, they're trying to assist you, but then you find out later they were talking about you <laughs> or you found out later that they're trying to sabotage what God has put in place for you to have. So that's deception on a whole nother level, right? That's why desperation breeds deception. When you're thirsty and you're desperate, that's a breeding ground for deception. And I, I will say that to the end. When you're thirsty and when you gotta have something, you gotta have the next bag, you gotta have the next phone, you gotta have this, you gotta have that. Oh, I can't give this away, I need that. Oh, I gotta have this house. Oh, I gotta have this car, I gotta have this car. Setting you up for bankruptcy. Setting you up for financial failure. Setting you up for, especially if you're living beyond your means. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you can afford it, that's a whole different thing. But then at the same time, you got to ask yourself, why am I doing this? What am I trying to compensate for? What am I doing when it makes no sense? Or you got to have the next thing. So desperation and being thirsty, be anxious for nothing, is a breeding ground for deception. Because, oh, she want a man real bad or he want a woman real bad? I got one just, just right for her. Oh, she want that job real bad? It's going to be the worst job she ever had in her life. So the Bible says be anxious for nothing. Why? Because impulsiveness, that's not God. It has to be a peace on it. It has to flow. There has to be a flow on it. And when I say flow, I mean when things seem to... Uh, impulsive and they seem to okay you gotta do it right now you gotta do it right now mm. there's a difference in having an urgency when God is telling us to do something versus versus you being pressured and pushed into something and I've experienced both and and if I hadn't hit the brakes then I knew I would have slammed right into something horrible 
So I've experienced both. I've experienced an urgency. Well, I got to move now. But there's always a calmness about it when it's God. It's always a peace on it. So is it peace or is it a form of subtle bondage? Is free really free? I tell people all the time, when free is really free, the Bible says the blessings of the Lord maketh one rich, right? And add no sorrow to it. Add no sorrow to it. The blessings of the Lord maketh one rich and add no sorrow to it. So that means you don't have to exchange your mental health to have it. You say, how do you know if something is a blessing of God? Because it adds no sorrow to it. Have you ever seen, and I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, sometimes we want the limelight, we want Hollywood, we want um, the, the, the big picture, we want all of this. But most importantly, you, you should always want what God wants for you. Because he know the end from the beginning. He know if that's good for you or if it's not good for you. You ain't never seen paparazzi chase down a, uh, a Christian rapper or... And I'm not saying that it's things only happen to certain people, but I'm saying the first thing people say, oh, thank you, God. Give praise to God for this. But if you if you put the magnifying glass on their life, they're depressed, they're really not happy, want to commit suicide, having fame and money is not everything, because they're still empty. Because you were created for a purpose. You were created to for his person, personal pleasure, for God's personal pleasure. So when God blesses you, there the provision is there. What is provision? Provision is more than money. What is provision? Shalom, which means peace. What is provision? Protection. What is provision? When you think of a husband providing for you, what does that mean to you? Does that mean just taking care of the bills? No, if something happens, you expect him to protect you as well, right? So provision is more than just financial gain or financial things or materialistic things. Provision is also peace of mind. And there go that peace again. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. So if you don't have peace in, I'm not saying you're not going to have opposition. I'm not saying that. It's two different things. I'm not saying you're not going to have opposition and, and the enemy's not going to fight you on certain things. But even in that, there's still peace. I can't explain it. I only can only experience it. Only experience it. You can only some things with faith. You can only experience. You can't even explain it because it's supernatural. God is supernatural, right? He's a spirit, right? We are talking about a spiritual being. <laughs> so some things that you're going to experience with Him is going to be a supernatural thing. And it's nothing that you can explain. It's just something that you're going to have to experience firsthand. So let's go to Ephesians 2 and 8, right? Because we always hear this. Oh, but they did a good thing. Oh, but they helped me. Oh, but they did this, but they did that. Sometimes people will do things to keep you enslaved to them. And they're setting you up. To, for you to be there if they ever need you. So sometimes they can do a great thing, but in the back of their mind is if I ever ask her or him for something, I'm going to expect him to do it. 
instead of just doing things for people out of the goodness of your heart. That's the difference. When you're doing something for somebody out of the goodness of your heart, you expect nothing in return. Now, I'm not saying if you're in a relationship with somebody that you don't expect them to come through for you. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you're doing things with the intention of getting something in return. Okay, I'm going to uh, do this for her, but I know if I ever need this, I know she'll come through for me. Have you ever had that? I have. Have you ever had people say to you, oh, I know if I ever need something, I know because you're my friend, you'll do it. Have you ever had that? Because I've had that. Because my thing is, why is you why is you even looking that far ahead? Why is you even looking that far ahead, right? So this verse says in Ephesians 2 and 8, it says, by the grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'm going to say this again. And this is not your own doing. You have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. So in other words, being good is not even tied to being saved. So somebody can do something good and nice and not even be a follower of Jesus Christ. And you can be unequally yoked. The nicest person, what makes you, what makes you saved is through your faith. And it's not in your own doing, but it's a gift from God, not as a result of works so that you may not boast. In other words, you can't even brag about this because this, this is not you, it's God. But we are working with his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay. So it's not even, you can't even correlate that with salvation. A lot of people correlate, oh, he must be saved because he doing this and doing that. He feed the homeless or he give his $900 million a year charity to a good cause. I'm here to tell you people, you can give to charity. You can do all the good stuff you think you want to do. But if you left Jesus out of it, and if you not, submitting to God and you're not saved, you can be a good person, do good things. And I'm going to go back to that first scripture when it says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, which means you can give to charities, you can do all this stuff. But if Jesus is not in the equation, it's still not him. Baby, this stuff, when I tell you it's so simple, God makes it so simple. When we try to overcomplicate it, it's not him. It's not him. So don't, let, don't be persuaded and don't be easily moved by people's uh, smiles and their, um, you know, the way they act. Look at the fruit. Look at the character. The character is who people are when nobody's looking. That is the real person. If the person is not consistent, look at the fruit. Look at the intent and look at the motive behind what the person is saying. Because a person can take you out to dinner, they can buy you a wardrobe, they can buy you a car, they can do all these things, but they in the back of their mind have a motive 
not all the time. We're talking about evil people doing good things. Again, I'm going to bring you back because we're not talking about everybody. We're not talking about everybody having a bad motive. That's not what this is about today. So we know that when God gives us something, we know the blessings of the Lord. It makes us rich and it adds no sorrow to it. Proverbs 10 and 22. If you and if you got sickness, sadness as a result of having anything or you unhappy, then chances are you might want to check if it's a blessing from God, if it's really a blessing from God. If if it's if it's gonna push you away from God, meaning if you get a million dollars, if that's gonna push you farther away from God, then chances are God didn't give you the million. <laughs> anything that takes your eye off of him. Anything that moves you away from prayer, moves you away from um, your relationship with him. You want to check to see if it's really coming from him. Because you can be rich, wealthy, and still be close to God. And still have a good relationship with God. And still not drink yourself to death. So, Blessings of the Lord make you rich, and it adds no sorrow to it. Don't get it twisted, guys. Do not get fooled and do not get it twisted. Because a lot of times in situations with people, we tend to believe because they're doing certain things, right? They're doing certain things. It's perceived as nice. It's perceived as they love me when we know that their actions and their lifestyle does not align with anything that's happening. And sometimes it's just to not feel bad. Some people give you gifts when they know they've done something wrong to you. And so they want to give you a gift to take your mind off of it and to make themselves feel better. It ain't even about you sometimes. I'm not, I, I'm not going to say a name, but I, I know this person who purposely and have told me that they do that certain things for their wife because they want to go somewhere within that next one or two weeks and they want to get ahead of it. It ain't because they loving this person and they doing the best they could or just being sweet to the person. It's because they're trying to get ahead of something because they have plans and they want to make sure that that's not an argument later. So instead of just doing something out of kindness of, you know, of the heart, they go ahead and do these things because then they've got plans to do something the week after that. So then now they don't have to worry about an argument and they can be free to roam and do all kinds of filthy things, I'm not going to say, without her saying anything because they've already made sure she's taken care of the week or, week or two prior to that. Yes, yeah, showering you with gifts but have the wrong motive behind it. And the first thing in your head, oh, that's so sweet. He won't, where did this come from? This just came out of the blue. Well, this thing come out of the blue. He had plans two weeks and I, and I know this firsthand. So not everything glitter is gold, okay? So we just want, don't equate material things Okay, materialistic things or access by way of popularity or connections with being a God thing. And I'm going to say that again. Do not equate materialistic things or access 
by way of popularity or connection would be a God thing. Now, God does move through people and through connections, divine connections. But when it, you move through things that are not of him, it's going to have to, it's going to cost you. Whether it's your mind, mental health, where it's money, where it's a scam or something else, it's going to cost you. So you will know a tree by its fruit, period, point blank, by its fruit. What is your fruit? Your character. And then, you know, you got people who say, well, did we not do this, God? Well, did we not cast our demons in your name? Did we? Um, he going to be like, depart from me. I never knew you. We do work of iniquity. My mama used to say, some money I don't want. She said, all money ain't good money. Because she used to uh, be a hairstylist for like a good of 35 years. And um, she would pick the clients she wanted to deal with and pick the clients she didn't. Because some of the clients that she had got on her nerves so bad and just took her through so many changes. It wasn't even worth the money. And she says, some money I don't want. And all money ain't good money. And that's even with gifts, money, gifts, materialistic things. Some things you just don't want, guys. You just don't want. You don't want no part of it. No part of it. Because what comes with it is going to cost you. So just be mindful and be. ask God to give you wisdom. Ask him to give you insight into the purpose of this person in your life. I don't care how great they are. Ask God, what is their purpose in my life. And when I tell you, if you ask with a sincere heart, he's going to tell you. He's going to show you in a dream. He's going to show you. And you may have to decode it. You may ha not have to decode the dream or a sign or or an outburst from that person that you're like, oh, my God. I don't even know why they get mad about that. That wasn't even that serious. So ask. If you're unsure, don't sit there and try to figure it out yourself. You're supposed to lay, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So just go to him like, hey, Lord, I've done that before. What's, what's the purpose of this person in my dream? I had that happen to me. Somebody was just too overly nice when I first met them. Too overly nice. It was a lady. And, you know, we had a good conversation as I would come in. She was the receptionist, and I would come in and talk to her. And then we kind of got close. You know, as I would walk past, I would go down and talk to her on my breaks and all that. And I, one day I just asked God, because she just seemed too antsy. <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy, but some behavior just warrants a caution. And I said, well, what's her, what's this, what is her purpose? And he sure enough told me it was witchcraft. And months ahead of that, it, it found out it was. I can, I, there's so many things I had found out about her. And I was like, mm, okay. But anyway, so, but, but, but initially it just looked like she was being friendly to me. It just like, and it really wasn't, it was innocent, but it was something in my spirit that just didn't sit right with her eagerness. It's just something about the behavior. And if it don't sit right, just, what what's this per person's purpose? And if not, what's the purpose? Per what's the person's purpose? Then just time. I tell everybody, time is a secret weapon that exposes deception. That time will get you every time, baby. You sit back and you look at somebody for a minute, and don't be so antsy again. Don't be anxious for nothing, and you just give them a minute. 
Time is going to expose deception every single time because people can only act fake for so long before they forget to act fake. And not saying that you're looking for something in every person to be wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Again, we're talking about evil people giving good gifts. We're not looking for evil in everybody because God will send um, people to bless your socks off and they have no ulterior motive but to be used by God. So that's not what we're saying today. And that's not what I'm saying. But I want you to be aware, know how to ask God what's going on with this. What's up with this? Show me. If this is not for me, it's just that simple, guys. He will, when I tell you, he will show you. I can't stress that enough. He will show you. But we never even take the time to acknowledge him, to even put him first, to even see what he think about something. We don't even take the time to do that. We're so caught up and busy. So thank you so much for watching. I want to hold you, but I hope you got something out of it. And until next time, this is Live Free Podcast signing off. Aha.